This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Back, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, Breitbart is denouncing Bill Crystal in their headline as a renegade Jew for opposing Donald Trump. Uh, ouch. Uh, they ran a blaring front page headline declaring Weekly Standard founder Bill Crystal is a renegade Jew. Uh, Bill Crystal, Republican spoiler, renegade Jew, prepares third party effort to block Trump's path to the White House. Wow, I, I mean, they're so in the Trump. They're, they're so into this Trump campaign that they're willing to do stuff like this. And apparently, it was written by David Horowitz, who's also Jewish, and that's probably why they can get away with it. Um, now, although, I, I, I mean, you know, David Horowitz is a very smart guy. We've had him on many times. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with him on trying. know he's, you know, at least now. I don't, I don't know that he was a big Trump supporter from the beginning, but he's, uh, you know, he wants. Uh, he, he believes in Trump over Hillary. Um, but uh, wouldn't a renegade Jew in the United States be someone who actually supported Trump? Like, I mean, he, you know, if you're a uh, the average Jew is probably voting for Hillary. So a renegade. Yeah. Uh, w- uh, yeah. Because a renegade Jew would be voting for the guy who said he's not going to take sides in the Israel-Palestine conflict. <laughs> right. 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 Although I, you know, again, I, I, and it's not clear if David actually wrote the headline or if just the site mm. wrote the headline, and you know, obviously trying to get attention or whatever. It's it's kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. The story doesn't seem to necessarily be about all that much about renegade Jews. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know, but maybe uh, you know, who knows? I mean, the idea that you there's this big deal that uh, someone would explore the potential of a third party candidacy in a season like this when you have a guy that. You know, only garnered 40 percent of Republican primary votes. Not exactly surprising. Um, you yeah. know, and again, uh, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, 1980, uh, ran against the third party candidate who did pretty well. John Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, he th- was he a spoiler? I mean, I, if I remember right, Reagan won. I mean, if this guy's as magical as they keep saying he is, this, I mean, Reagan was easily able to handle John Anderson and still win by a large margin. By a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, Horowitz wrote, I'm also an American and an American first whose country is threatened with destruction by the same enemies to weaken the only party that stands between Jews and their annihilation and between America and the forces intent on destroying her. It's a political mal- miscalculation so great and a be- betrayal so profound as to not be easily forgiven. You know. It's interesting that he would say to weaken the only party that stands between the Jews and an annihilation when the guy has said 
The man representing the party, David, has said he's neutral in the battle between Israel and Palestine. Uh, what? How, how is that any kind of betrayal? Hillary Clinton is actually stronger in her support of Israel. She's unequivocal of her support for Israel, as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, as far said, as I know. At least, at least her words she are. She says right? she's pro-Israel. Yeah. Uh, and she has to. Uh, all her supporters, you know, would go crazy. So, uh, I, you know, you got to be pro-Israel. And she is. And Trump is not. He's neutral. I mean, I don't know that I would actually classify her as pro-Israel. Uh, however, her words are that she is yes. pro-Israel. Where Donald his Trump's are words not. are not that he, he his words that he, they are neutral. Now he's also said that he's also uh, pro-Israel. I guess as well. He said both. Um, but of course, he, oh, said he says every, both of everything. I guess he, he says the every uh, side of every he, issue. He tells it like it is and all available options. Yeah. Um, so like it is and like it isn't. Right. That's what and he does. Like it never will be. Every other, every shade of in between. That's what Donald Trump says. He says everything, mm-hmm. so everyone thinks that they're on his that you know he's on their side, which is an interesting approach. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I am not. I wish to be clear about this, and we have many times before. Not a fan of Bill Crystal at all. No, I think he sucks. Um, however, I will say that him going through this process of trying to find a third party candidate is rational. I mean, you have pe- It's not. Like you have several strains of people who don't want Donald Trump. Some of them are Ted Cruzish. I, you know, I'm a hardcore constitutional conservative. That's not Bill Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are. I look. I'm. I'm really establishment. I'm an establishment flavor. I'm a moderate. I don't like all of his his angry rhetoric. That's not Bill Crystal really either. Um, you know, that person is, is somebody else. Bill Crystal is is attacking this and more of like he's he doesn't like the foreign policy declarations of Trump. Like, I am not going to be an interventionist. I don't want to get involved in this. The Iraq war was the worst thing ever. He doesn't like that flavor of Trump. And but Eric Erickson is not that guy. Eric Erickson's more of a, you know, um, uh, a real conservative uh, a guy who believes in the Constitution, very a religious guy um, and looks at, you know, looks at his pro-life um, vacillations, his I support Planned Parenthood. Uh, they're not that bad. They do a lot of good for women. That sort of stuff might anger him more. So I think there's a lot of different people and a lot of different groups that go in there and say, look, I can't deal with Trump. Um, so I don't I'm not, I'm not in love with Bill Crystal by any means. But why wouldn't you explore this? I mean, you should, uh, it makes no sense if you don't have a guy who Donald Trump is not uniting the party. He's for, you know, using force to try to get some people on board, you know, um, political force. Uh, and he has. Uh, He's already said he doesn't want us. And he doesn't even. He said he, he doesn't, doesn't want, want to unite. He doesn't need to unite the party. Yeah. So why wouldn't the rest of the people look for something? I, I mean, I don't. Right. I, I don't know what the big deal is. To be perfectly honest, the issue, like the issue of, and we've talked about this on the show. If you come out and you try to run a campaign that runs center right, essentially, um, where you have uh, someone kind of running in the middle of Hillary and, and Trump, which is, by the way, not center right, but that's how it would be portrayed. Um, you would say, or someone who's a very conservative candidate, a good, uh, hardcore conservative, you'd say you're taking away votes from Trump to win, to beat Hillary. Um, and that might be, you know, what happens at the end. Who knows? Um, but, I mean, you explore those options to see. There have been many cases. I, I, you know, the last one I remember was a, I want to say it was a governor, a, a governor race in the Northeast where the Republican was actually wound up being dismissed for the third party candidate. Like, he got like 8% of the vote, the Republican. And then there was another guy who was more, where was it? Was it New York? Was it Connecticut? 
something like that. I have to look this up. And the, the third-party choice became the choice of conservatives. Like, the third-party choice was like, well, you know, he's better than the other one. So then the Republican went nowhere. It had like, was just a name on the ballot to hold the ballot, ballot status. That was it. Um, and, you know, that happens sometimes. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, uh, look, even if you're a Trump supporter, you recognize the guy says things that sometimes are a little controversial, does things that are a little controversial. So far, he's been able to beat Republicans with that strategy. Hasn't necessarily helped him with, uh, with the rest of the field, uh, the rest of the general election voters. But let's say Trump mm-hmm. takes it a st- three steps further than he's gone and it says something so offensive that really a lot of people just say, all right, this is over, forget it. Wouldn't it be nice to have another option to go to? Because if you don't do this homework now, you're not going to have that ability. Um, already, Texas is closed uh, for registration. Registration deadlines are um, notoriously uh, challengeable uh, with the courts. Most, a lot of time, many of them have been overturned. Texas is the earliest, but that's because other, other states that were earlier have been overturned. To make it hard to get on the ballot winds up being uh, a problem with the courts often. But still, it would, you know, it's, probably, it's probably difficult. No conservative can probably win without Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it would be nice to have somebody to vote for if Trump gets in there and blows this whole thing up in the general election campaign, which he might. It's not. It, it, I mean, if you're at a point in uh, September where uh, the polls are showing uh, Clinton 71, Trump 20, uh, you're going to be wishing there was somebody else in the race you could go vote for and just disregard mm-hmm. Trump. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Com- it's unlikely, but it's not completely implausible. I mean, you know, if he doesn't has a. I mean. Todd Aiken is an example of that. Uh, you know, remember, remember, remember him? All the RNC guys, by the way, got on the bandwagon to get rid of Todd Aiken. Remember that? Not with Trump. They, Todd Aiken, they were like, oh, get, get him out of there. But with, uh, with Trump, they're, they're fine with it. And they're, they're all, all on board. Him. But if he does something to that level, yeah. uh, he, I mean, absolutely I, I, Donald Trump could make a comment like that. And if he yeah. does, will, maybe America does turn on him. And then you're going to hope he had somebody to go to. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. In the meantime, the, there's a lot of talk about who his running mate will be. And uh, yesterday, Newt Gingrich didn't rule out him, as you might expect. It's a lot of speculation that he is going to ask you to be his running mate. Now, if he asked you, you're certainly going to say yes. Well, if he asked me, I'm certainly going to say I want to sit down and talk about it. I don't think it's an automatic yes. I think you have to think through what, what does he think the job involves. And if he indicates, as I'm if, sure he if, would, you're going to play a big if role. If he can convince Callista and me that it's doable and that it's serious and that we would, in fact, contribute, I think we'd be very hard-pressed not to say yes. Would you like to do it? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly a great challenge. But as you know, I have a pretty interesting, exciting life. We're, we're premiering a new movie on Washington and Mount Vernon Friday night. Uh, we have a new book coming out, Rediscovering God in America, this week. Mm. So we're pretty busy, but we could probably be, we could be lured into a new path. Yeah, I bet you could. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's certainly a likely option. I mean, he's been a Trump guy early. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's... Um, you know, known for sometimes controversial statements, but he's got, he's got a good the aura about the thing I like about Newt Gingrich as a defender of Newt Gingrich, if I were one, is that he's able to kind of take these big controversies and kind of make them seem like they're nothing. He's kind of good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure, sure. He said he wanted to murder all 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 uh, all Croatians. 
But, you know, people have been going after Croatians for a long time. It's not anything new. And he's like, he, has, like, he has a good he has a tone about him that mm-hmm. does that pretty well. And that's something that whoever the VP is is going to have to be doing constantly, obviously. <laughs> so uh, it would be kind of an interesting. And he's not a and he obviously is an insider. And probably there's yeah. an element of Trump that actually could utilize. I would say if he's not the VP, he has a high level relationship with the Trump campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that. Well, if, if he could be lured. Yeah, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to from dangle the carrot uh, before him and Callista, and they'd, they'd have to consider because they're so busy. Yeah, you know, there's oh, this book and then the movie. movie that's coming. I, I got to mow the lawn. The movie, and, by the way, if you uh, don't know, uh, Star Wars. Uh, it's a new sequel of Star Wars. They've been and they got to get to that. Got to get to that. I see it a couple of times before it goes to DVD. Uh, so there's that. Um, then, uh, as I said, I got to mow the lawn. Or have somebody do it, and uh, I mean, uh, and the shower heads leaking. A full calendar. Ooh. What is he like? Seventy? He's got to be seventy. Oh, years he's got to be older than that, right? Got to be seventy-three. Um, but, I bet you seventy-five. So let's let's uh, so let's be uh, clear about this. Uh, if Donald Trump, under any circumstances, offers MVP, he will take it. Period. So <laughs> let's go move back. Yeah, Absolutely, he's got to take it. Yes, he um, will. However, what is is that a good choice for Donald no. Trump? I mean, if you were I, to me, I don't think it does much for him. I mean, he's a well-known Republican figure, but I don't know that that helps him. It doesn't help Donald Trump. I, I mean, I don't think Trump uh, has the uh, vision of himself that some others do, uh, that he doesn't know what he's doing. I think he knows, thinks he knows what he's doing more than anybody else. <laughs> yes. So why would I want this guy who's been around for a zillion years? I mean, I'll take him as an ally, but I, he's not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Trump's going to be the type that's going to be like, look, I'm, I'm going on, on my gut. Do you think Christie does anything for him? Because I, I don't think Christie does much. I don't think either. Two know. guys from the same, yeah, like, the I same mean, person, really. neck and neck yeah. of the same woods. I mean, Christie is, uh, first of all, Christie's considerably more conservative than Donald Trump. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily what he's looking for. Um, again, and, you know, Christie's not a conservative, but he's more conservative than Trump. Um, I think Christie is essentially what Donald Trump wishes he could be uh, yeah. if he was going to be a politician like a guy who talks like that who speaks openly and says somewhat controversial things doesn't back down from fights but kind of like is an actual like knows the system and understands what he's doing trump on the other hand i think is going to look for somebody you'd think outside of those i don't think he's going to go for another businessman because he's not going to, want to compete with business mm. credentials no he's, he's already but, said um why would I need another businessman? I'm right. our, he's, already he's the, the best ultimate there one. is. Right. So. so who's that other guy? I, mean, I, I guess it's, he said he thinks it will be someone from inside the system, but I, I, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. I, I mean, Newt Gingrich, it's just such a boring, old-timey pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and the only thing I can think of is if he really were to believe that he's losing the conservative base, you go after someone who is, and I don't think Newt Gingrich is particularly conservative, obviously, but no, he's, you know, he's known that way in, in media circles. And he, although he changes everything he says every day, but he said that he doesn't need it anyway. Look, I don't need him. I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. right. That's right. Uh, Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, Hillary has uh, has talked about the things that she would have Bill do. She she said that now he has uh, she has told her husband that he's got to come out of retirement. Because he would be in charge of economic revitalization. Because, as you know, the 90s were just this boom time where everything was great. 
And they took a deficit to an incredible surplus. And they left us with the greatest economy in the history of mankind. Not since Jesus walked the earth had someone done so many great things for a people (laughs) as Bill Clinton did for America. I mean, that's the storyline with him. And it's just such garbage. Frankly, the 90s sucked for the most, most part for me, especially the late 90s after his economy kind of kicked into gear and uh, took away a lot of jobs. And that was uh, really disastrous for a while. Uh, but uh, uh, he also didn't leave us with a surplus, as they continually talk about. He left with a, with a spoken surplus that did not pan out when, when it actually came to the paperwork. There really wasn't, there was a, actually they put on paper that there would be a surplus. Turns out there wasn't. Uh, there was still a massive deficit. Yeah, but it was on paper that there was. Yes, it was on paper that there because they put it there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want to believe everything they say, then, uh, then it must have been the greatest decade of all time. She said, my husband, who I'm going to put in charge of revitalizing the economy, because, you know, he knows how to do it. And especially in places like coal country and inner cities and other parts of the country that have really been left out. Uh, I told my husband he's got to come out of retirement and be in charge of this because, you know, he's got more ideas a minute than anybody I know. Think about it. I mean, I don't, he talks so slow these days. I don't know that he can articulate that many ideas in a minute. But I he, know. He might have them. Uh, I, it's kind of an interesting play, I guess, from the perspective of, of her sort of saying how evil coal was. Um, and then now trying to like, oh, well, I want to put Bill Clinton on your state. Uh, I, I, if you have coal in your state, Bill Clinton's going to be doing it. Hey, West Virginia, Wyoming, Pennsylvania, Bill knows about coal and he likes it. This is a good example though, okay. of the type of thing, Pat, that Hillary can't overcome, but Barack Obama could. Like Barack Obama said he was going to bankrupt the industry and he still won the election. Yeah, yeah. Like these sorts of things. I mean, he won Pennsylvania by like a zillion points. Yeah. Um, you know, where Hillary, these things just affect her. Yeah. You know, I, I think both Donald Trump can clearly say things like this and they roll off his back. Barack Obama can clearly say things like this and they roll off back. No, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton just doesn't have that ability. And, you know, I'm sure uh, some feminists would say, well, it's because she's a woman. I don't, even, I don't think that's it either. It's just it's just she's just not good at this. She's not likable. She's not personable. There's plenty of likable women. You know, it's just she's not, not, she's one, not of one of them. them. No, she's not one of them. Uh, so this might be a good time to start your short-term emergency food supply today. Uh, because who knows what's going to happen in the future. And I don't know. Uh, right, you don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know, you're not sure. I mean, I mean we'll, what are we resisting? <laughs> we're resisting starvation is what we're resisting. And that's why uh, we get a hold of our friends at My Patriot Supply, because they just brought back their best offer ever. Yeah, 72-hour emergency food supply kit for only 10 bucks. Uh, nice. And what I like about that, you know, there's an emergency that happens. Mm-hmm. You've got three days of food for you, uh, and you can buy, I think, up to four of them, right? So for yeah. you and your family, if you have more than two kids, obviously, just leave Yeah, them. they only let you buy four. <laughs> I'm just... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just... Um, so if you, I, I suppose uh, if you uh, if you have more than two kids, uh, you kind of do the Jeffy thing, and you just kind of call back just, another time, yeah, yeah, or ditch them. All right, this is road. Steve Johansenberg, uh, and uh, I live at the same place as that guy that just called you, but we're a different family. 
Uh, hey, 72 hours is the, it's the most important time period in, ca in case of a major emergency because it's before, you know, food supply lines can open up and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, stores reopen and, uh, you know, there's food back on the shelves. Yeah. You need to be able to bridge that gap. Yeah, so call them today, 888-411-6844, or just go online, really easy, preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-6844 or preparewiththeblaze.com. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, big fight uh, yesterday broke out in uh, the eighth inning of the game between the Blue Jays, uh -huh. uh, Stu's team, and the uh, Texas well, Rangers. America's team. I mean, it's not just me. It's just you in this country. Um, now, if you were to go north of this country to Canada, it might be well, quite Canada's team. I don't know. Well, I don't think popular. even they care that much about them. They're quite popular <laughs> in Canada, of course, but I they are America's think... team. No, they're they're not even close to America's team. But it got ugly. Uh, well, this was, I mean, this was here. This was here yeah, in our happened, neck of the woods. Yeah, right, right there. here, mm, right I here in Dallas. Too. Well, yes, in Arlington, uh, with the Arlington uh, Rangers. Yes, I was there. Um, and uh, I was you were there yesterday. Yes. Mm -hmm. wearing, so you saw it happen. Yeah, wearing my Jose Bautista shirt. Really? Uh, which uh, glorifies his bat flip, the thing that, uh -huh. that made this fight start. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering if I was going to get, uh, you know. Punched by any Rangers fan, but did not. Uh, however, uh, Jose Bautista not quite as lucky no. uh, in this particular game. He got cold. So here's, here's he, he, gets, he takes a slide, and he has a little he has a little bit of a point. Uh, yes, he does. Odor, boom! Oh. <laughs> Wham! Now watch this. Watch this close up. There goes oh, that yeah, fist nope. right there. He's making the fist his right there. His hand is open. It he is gets, not. He his his hand to... closes right back here. Oh, yes, oh he yeah, is. he absolutely oh, made yes, a fist. He, absolutely he was absolutely going to hit now, Odor. He also tries to take his head off with that throw. His Boom! His hand watch is this. Open. Oh, that's open until after he gets hurt. <laughs> Although Beltre came in and he shouldn't have broken it up, you should have let him go at it. I would have liked. I mean, to this see went him. on for twenty minutes, by the way. Um, That's what I, happened. Was it really twenty minutes? minutes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because this cow. happened. Then, of course, they went the next inning. This is the last play. That was the last out of the uh, of mm -hmm. the inning. The next, the first pitch of the next inning. Of course, the Blue Jays then hit Prince Fielder. So they all came out again, all from the bullpen again. Um, mm -hmm. I like the Bautista quote. He got me pretty good, so I have to give him that. But it takes a little bit of a bigger man, I guess, to knock me down. Boom. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, mean, I will good. say, it's you know, good. one of the complaints by a lot of the Blue Jays players was that this is a retaliation to one of the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest home runs in playoff uh, history right. for the Blue Jays last year when Jose Bautista won a series basically with a home run and flipped his bat. And it was seen as this, like, level of disrespect, which I don't even get. I mean, I, I don't get the whole culture of this, of this, I retaliate and hit a person 
because he did his job well last time we played. I, I don't. It's not about doing his job. It's about the show off after. Oh yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're. I, I mean, I, that's what they say. That is what they say, yeah. and it's silly though. I mean, like, hey, you celebrated an achievement. I'm going to hit you in the head with a rock. Yes. Like, I don't yes. understand that culture, but it's baseball culture. It's been around for a while. The mm-hmm. Blue Jays have done it. Every team has done it. That's you're. Mm-hmm. It's very much expected, and everyone expected him to get hit the first time he came up. To wait until the seventh game and the final game they play all year, so that the other team can't get their retaliation, Pretty is bad. is sort of against the unwritten rule. Yes. Um, um, it's interesting. The guy who hit him too is kind of uh, uh, is an interesting story. Um, uh, almost killed a person uh, just a few years ago. Uh, is that why he changed his name from Odor to Odur? No, Odur is the guy who punched him. The guy who hit him oh, with the ball. Yeah, yeah. There, he just came up. He's a 30-year-old rookie. This is an amazing story. 30-year-old rookie mm-hmm. was the number one overall pick in 2004. Has never played in the major leagues until two days ago or three days ago um, because he had this little incident where he had a DUI and hit a motorcyclist and almost killed the guy um, because he was drunk driving and had all sorts of oh, wow. substance. Went to prison for three years, just got out, and then is in the majors again. And one of the first thing he does of any note is throw at a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of interesting. Jeez. Although I'm sure he endeared. He wasn't even on the team when the inc- when the bat flip happened. He wasn't even in the organization. He was in jail. I don't know if he was in jail <laughs> at that point, but uh, I, I will just say though that that is uh, that's a good punch. That's a good. punch. It's probably the cleanest punch I've ever seen in a in yeah a sport in a game like baseball. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, yeah. he really got he hit. just about cold cocked him. I mean, he almost went down, and that would have been. Amazing to see him go down with one punch, but I guess it takes a, a bigger man to, to bring him down. Look at him mad. try to hit him in the head with a throw, too. Look, look, and, and that was, you know, you're questioning this as if it's controversial. It was, you know, talked about everywhere. But, like, look, at, look, you look he's looking down as he throws the ball. <laughs> like, he is out. And I'm sorry. The other thing, too, Pat, and I think this very small part you'll back me up on. The slide that is supposed to be this vicious slide right. is did not absolutely is absolutely legal last year. They well, just changed he, the rule this he, year. Yeah, they, he, I was going to say the rule for the slide, that's, that's yeah. like murder right there now, isn't it? It's yeah. like murder. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it is so almost. bad. I mean, I really, if he would have led with his spikes or something, yeah. or he stuck his spikes up in the air, or you know, did this as they sometimes do because yeah. they try to get you with the arm and bring you down, he didn't do any of that. He didn't do it. It looks like a pretty right clean the slide to me. Did he slide late? Yes. There's absolutely yes, but no just breaking up the double doubt. Play. He slid. He slid yes, late. Absolutely. But that's. I mean, a standard play in baseball over the past hundred yeah. plus years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Is just part of this the new year, rule that you can't yeah. slide late. Yeah. yeah. This year, like there, because that's a pretty. That's kind of a subjective call, though. Right. right. It is. Yeah. It is. And then that's one of the things that they did because of uh, Chase Utley last year. In the playoffs, Got hurt so bad, hurt, some, hurt somebody, yeah, yeah. Um, by taking a late slide. But his slide was way worse than that. And Odor uh, avoided it, so yeah. it wasn't really a big deal. But wow, that punch is uh, impressive. I don't, I don't think I'd want to come to blows with uh, with him because uh, well, there's a yeah, he's a a bit please, of a, what is he two feet tall? Yeah, he's not a big guy. I mean, that's obvious. That's why. But I mean, with that hit. That's as hard as he could ever in his life hit somebody, and still Bunch just kind of like stumbles back and looks at him. But I mean, he tried to take off. Uh, 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 Odor tried to take on like an entire minor league team at one point as well. He's a, he's a quite a brawler. He's a little brawler. Wow. I just say you kind of like this. Yeah, you kind of like this guy like that. Yeah, you, you do. Know? But uh, I kind of like that. It was an interesting. I will say, an interesting game to to see because it was craziness. And you want to talk about like I. 
we're in a social media world. Who won? Um, Rangers must have. Yeah, the Rangers came back. Well, that was one of the, the craziest parts about that, is they intentionally hit the guy while they were up one run in the eighth inning. That's a, I mean, that's a, a risky play, a stupid yeah, play, right? I, I mean, you're risking. That. I mean, they wound up, it wound up working, but is it worth the retaliation to lose the game? I guess they I don't think, think so. Yes, you're not going to think so if you lose the pennant by one game at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, you're not going to think so. I mean, they wound up, it wound up not hurting them. So, but um, whatever. I mean, you know, BYU. Uh, uh, this weekend, wait, no. <laughs> t- took two out of three in their series. Okay, so well, I know everybody was oh, that's concerned good. about that. That's great. Can I give and one that's, more? That's the big baseball Yes, that's news. the big baseball news. The secondary baseball event was this Blue Jays <laughs> thing. But, but it's separate from the Blue Jays and, and, the, and the nonsense of, of, you know, of watching these guys beat up on each other for It is kind of fun, reasons. though. It's like a hockey it does match make it broke out at yeah. a baseball game. Yeah. I want to talk about the, the, being at the park. Like... In the social media generation, you're, you're getting constant information, updates all the time. They not only did now I get that there's some if you're going to have a controversial call and you're worried about the umps, uh, I guess you don't show it on the board. I've never understood that. Either. I don't. Either, I don't but understand. They, they don't, don't re- show the replay. So in this incident, they don't show any of the replays. So no one in the stadium has seen these punches or anything at the time. You're just sitting there like, what? I don't know what's going on. Like you obviously saw them scuffling. You could see things mm-hmm. going on. I mean, you could tell there was a punch thrown, but you couldn't see the detail of it. Obviously. So okay, maybe you don't want to do that. At no point during the game did they even announce who was ejected from the game. What? No, it was like 10 people got ejected. They never even announced it in the stadium. Really? You had no idea. All of a sudden, Weird. just the MVP of the league is not on the field anymore. It's like, all right, can we at least get an update of who's not eligible to play anymore? Mm-hmm. They do such a bad job of trying to protect, I don't know, some control the information yeah, they want that to... they actually hurt the experience for someone who's who paid money to go sit in the seats. Yeah. That's dumb. really weird. That's dumb. Especially in today's like NFL does that too where if there's a you know a reviewed call or something they may have played it maybe once before the review gets called in. And they don't play it at all in the stadium. Yeah. Everybody's watching it on their phones. Yeah. Well, one section is really pissed or really happy. The rest of the stadium is trying to figure out what's going on. Right. It's I ridiculous. Mean, the NBA is, has really turned the corner on that, um, in that like they now release a report of the, the last two minutes of what calls they missed. They'll just admit it. This, this call should have happened. This person should have been fouled. They should have called this. Mm-hmm. They, they will, uh, in the stadium, I think it's the NBA, wow. that in the stadium, they show on the big screen exactly what the refs are doing. The same screen they're looking at when they're doing the reviews, mm-hmm. they just show it on the screen. So they rewind it. They look at it again. They show the whole thing. That's part That's of the part freaking of the experience. experience. Mm-hmm. You're you know, there. Let's see it. You're there. Uh, you know, uh, tennis does that with their replay system as well. They show the thing. They show the, because they... Um, uh, operate the uh, it's like a you know a digital recreation of where the ball was and where it hits right, the right, ground. Right, right. They show it in the stadium and like mm-hmm. it, it's become part of the oh, event. Really cool. You look up and you see the thing come down and oh it just you see the mark landed uh, you know half an inch out. They show exactly what the distance was that it was out. Like it's it adds to it's mm-hmm. like they're like the major league baseball is living in this like ancient era where they won't they don't want to give you all the information because they're not sure what you'll do with it. It's like just freaking show. We need to experience it. You want people to come to these games, you need to give them the full experience. You need to give them, you know, Wi-Fi access. And Something you need to, they're not going to get yeah. at home. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, because what they're doing is they're giving you the thing that you can't get at home, which is obviously watching the game live. But then they take away all the benefits of being at home. You can't see right. the replays. You can't see what you don't know what's going on. There's not, not, not enough information. So you're, you're flying blind for the people that paid the money. That's ridiculous.
It's a really. It's, I don't know why they handled it that way. Are you sitting there? I'm, I'm refreshing Twitter to find out what's going on at the game that I'm at. <laughs> Crazy. It's just still crazy. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. All I know is uh, Pat. Just for you, a BYU baseball thirty four and fourteen. Thirty four and fourteen, baby. Only fourteen yeah. losses this year. They're hanging pretty good. Pretty good. It's a pretty damn good baseball. Record. It's uh, Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven. Bet. We're just uh, talking about this uh, local Los Angeles news station where the weather girl and they—they they always, you know, the local stations always put on, and so do the national ones. It seems to be the trend now where you put on a fairly attractive weather girl, right? Mm-hmm. Woman, mm-hmm. whatever, weather f- female, if you will. And how dare you assign a gender to them? Uh, they will tell you what gender they are. And they, they do. Tell you. They, uh, do. they tell you. They usually do tell you. Yes, they do. It's, they usually make that quite apparent. And, uh, and anyway, in okay, Los Angeles. Mr. Artificial Construct over here is going to tell us what gender somebody is. <laughs> in, in Los Angeles, a, uh, the station's come under fire after it forced a morning meteorologist to cover up. Here's what happened. Even into tomorrow. What's going on? <laughs> You want me to put this on? Why? Because it's cold? We get a lot of emails. What? There you go. Really? There you go. Okay. That's nice. I look like a librarian now. I need... That works. <laughs> okay, so... That's what makes me think it's not real. Yeah, it seems like Does that it? happened pretty quickly. First of all, you're getting emails, and so you run and get a cardigan. That fits her, or does it? Uh, kind of. Maybe she brought it with her, and he just got it off the hanger and brought it over to her. I don't know. Let's let's see that again, and let's see the dress. First yeah. of all, the dress is not. I mean, I don't know why you'd be emailing over this dress. Can we? It's, yeah, here it is. Let's get a shot of Even that. Even into tomorrow. What's going on? I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not super revealing. It why? shows her bare shoulders. What? Because she says really? because it's cold in here. So okay. she may have been complaining like about being cold, and he just gave her a sweater. That works. I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't know. It. First that of all, if you've ever watched L.A. local L.A. television, like, they're famous for their gigantic oh boob to, like, gosh, yes. cleavage showing people yes. on television. I mean, it's embarrassing right. how bad it is. But, I mean, it's, it's just one of the things they're known for. I mean, it wasn't that. What was the call? During the, sweeps? Um, oh, my gosh. They used to put on Fox all the time, on Fox Sports. Uh, uh, the sports Courtney, team. right? Is it Courtney Maybe. something or other? I don't know. Um, there was somebody who they used to put... Uh, Freel. Courtney Freel? No? Uh, that's, not, that's not who you're thinking I mean, of. that name sounds familiar. She's on so. Los Angeles TV now. Okay. Um, no, I'm so. thinking of uh, uh, Jillian, um, Jillian Barbary, maybe? I don't, I don't remember oh. their names. You'd have to show me a picture. Oh, the Fox Sports? Fox Sports, right? Oh, yeah, that was... Jill yeah. and Barbary. Okay, I'm getting that in my ear. So, um, but uh, she, you know, she, she, you know, it was like literally putting you're putting Jenny McCarthy doing, you know, sports coverage, which again is not there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's they are who they are. But the, the idea that this would be shocking to an LA audience is absurd. She's not dressed. I mean, she, I, you know, we've seen I've watched local LA television. This is not a shocking outfit. 
And secondarily, it, it wouldn't be a shocking outfit for Dallas TV. No, I, I mean, I, no, I, I, I haven't watched a lot of Dallas, but I, you know, it's a, it's not it's actually not that crazy. She just it's not. Her, her shoulders and arms are are, are, are exposed. Are exposed. But beyond that, if you did think this was a problem, why wouldn't you just do it during a commercial? Yeah. Like you need to interrupt her in the middle of her weather broadcast to give her a sweater? It's absurd. There's no way that right. was real. No, I think you're it's, right. It's a compl- I, I think it's a stunt. It's just a stunt to get people to talk about the station, which, of course, obviously we are. We are. Uh, yeah, but I, I, don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a real moment where they're actually doing it. Especially his... He, uh, we're getting a lot of emails. It, just, it sounds... Well, you know, how many times have you you've seen this, Jevy? You know, we've all been doing radio for a million years. It, it strikes me of that. All right, you go out there, and then we'll give you the sweater, yep. and then you act offended about it and then say what was it why are you doing this is it cold i don't understand it'll be perfect what it's because of what like it just feels like fake outrage and uh, you know it has that i don't know Uh, (laughs) and then what makes me what made me really what really throws it as fake is when uh, she says i I look like a librarian oh that works oh does it Mm. oh okay yeah all right i I don't know again like if she was wearing something that was really inappropriate or something uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't understand it, but Not really. do it. you just go to a full screen. Like again, the full screen. Like so, when you see a video that we show you, and it goes, you know, f- you don't see us anymore. That you know, there's like a full screen. So it's like taking up the entire screen. They have a graphic on the screen. They could just go to a full screen, which graphic they do all the time, and give, and her, give the her, thing, her the sweater. And then she could slip it on. I mean, right. I, even that would be it would still right. be weird. Even that, it's not drastic enough to have to even do that. Right, but I mean, if they want, it if certainly they, wasn't drastic enough to do it live and have the hand come in like that. Right. No, I think you're right. I think it's a stunt. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it's one of those shows I where like the personalities bust on each other. So uh, like, maybe you know, it's like, oh well, here, watch well, this. We're getting a lot of emails. We're getting a lot of emails. Right. It, could be, it could be that, which isn't necessarily a fake stunt, but uh, is still... our super super conservative Los Angeles viewers don't want to see a dress like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it's funny too because right. it, one of the things, uh, and Jeffy, uh, Jeffy will know this. Jeffy will know this. Where like. One of the big, like, viral scam things that you always see on the side of websites, like, look at what happened with this weather person when she, and then you can't see, and it looks like a girl, like, half falling over and her boobs about to fall off, like, ah, and then, like, they they want you to click on the list of 25 pictures mm-hmm. of the weather girl's boobs popping well, out. They're, in the not, well, first of broadcast. they're not all weather girls, it's just 25 Perfectly timed photographs is what you're referring to. <laughs> That's exactly perfectly timed <laughs> photographs. That's exactly yes. it. Not 25 I, perfectly I, timed yeah. photographs. First like, of all, it only, it really only about 13 are perfectly timed. The others are just, <laughs> the others just get you to click, keep going forward, really. But. How <laughs> long say. is it until this girl is in? One of, she's one of those, she's oh, in the, one of those montages already, I bet. Right? Yeah, so, like, now already. their local station will be constantly Absolutely. promoted by paid advertisers mm, yes. on, on sites. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, but still, I guess it's good. You, you gotta get set yourself talking somehow. Right? This local weather girl was dressed so scantily they had to stop <laughs> her in the middle of her weather forecast to put a sweater on her. That'll make you click, though, won't it? I mean, oh it, my gosh, yes! I know you won't believe number that. eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never. I never believe <laughs> number eight. Number it's usually, thirteen. It's usually like nineteen. I know. It's, it's in the teens. There's always in the teens. Nineteen times. There's nothing worse than those slideshow things. I hate Show them so much. Show me all the pictures on one page. I hate that. I know. I, I, I almost it. don't go to them anymore. News stories, sports stories, everything has gone to that. I know. Well, it's it just a way to get you to click off. 19 times on a news story. I hate it. Stop it. 
More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. <laughs> Jeffy, your outfit is a little too... I don't... I, uh, you should really wear more clothing. Seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Jeffy, do you have something uh, prepared for your segment today? Uh, uh, if we go to you, yeah. I mean, I come up with something, no problem. Yeah. I always got a little something. Oh, you're What's, being given a. Why would I need? We're, we're getting, getting some emails. emails. Yeah. Is it because it's cold? No. It's, uh, it's, this is really isn't mm-hmm. even a shower. It's a. We're just asking that you. Uh, it's a trash bag, really. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. asking that you put that on. Yeah, put it on. If you could, if you could just put that on. <laughs> Is there, there's emails. Yeah, oh, lots of lots, lots of emails. And what you're uh, wearing today is too revealing. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if you're supposed to put plastic mm. over your head or not. No, it's well, fine. you got to pull it down. It's okay if you pull it down over your whole body. You just don't want yeah. to do just on your head. Right. Yeah. Get yeah. it down there. You just want to breathe really heavily now and see if Can you can get some of the Can we put that belt around it so it's uh <laughs> No, it's fine. It's loose. It's, it's comfortable. It feels good. Yeah, a little too loose. I think we got to get that a little tighter around the waist area. And then just Boy, it's it. tough to do a weather report in this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Jeff Fisher, the human trash bag. <laughs> it's good. You kind of blend into the background, too, because it's, it's black. We almost don't even know you're there. Except for the arrows with your name, we wouldn't even know you existed. Right. Which so is exactly really how I want, I want it to be. Yeah, that's perfect. That's great. <laughs> okay, well, I just, just found the new way to broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it can is. We st- I, no offense, Jeffy, but can we still blur the picture of the garbage can? It's still too revealing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like. I don't like. There we go. That's much better. <laughs> there you go. That's about as much as I want to see of Jeffy mm-hmm. on any. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So I mean, if you I said, if you I, know what I want to do right now, Jeffy, I just want to give you a big hug. Do you? I just want a really tight <laughs> hug all the way around your body, mm-hmm. and just hold it just for I don't know twenty, thirty minutes. That's what I'm looking <laughs> to do. But mm-hmm. Stu, if you did that, okay, well, we gotta move on, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry, we're out of time. Let's talk about you being alive. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number, and thank you for all those emails, by the way. Uh, where you outlined mm-hmm. your objections to Jeffy being seen. We always respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take it off, Jeffy. No, I'm not taking it off. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm adjusting myself. Yeah. Oh, wait, we lost your mic. I don't know if your, your mic doesn't seem to be on anymore. Okay. I don't know why. There you are. Mm-hmm. And you said you're adjusting I'm just adjusting myself. Okay, let's not talk about that. Um, did you see this story where a woman um, with an approximate intellect of uh, Jeffy uh, was uh, driving, and she was in uh, in Canada, and she was following her GPS. We all we've all done this. You, you follow. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know where I'm going half the time anymore. I, I don't even know. You just follow a GPS. Um, however, this GPS uh, directed her into the water, and she did, continued to go, and then just went into the. Water. Is that real? There's her car. Well, there's her car. Well, you can't see it because you're in a trash bag. That's why I asked. Is it real? It's yes. real because there's a there's a car in the water. And apparently that's what happened. She just drove right off like, well, it looks like a boating dock or something. Uh, Wouldn't you stop uh, before that? <laughs> this happened in the office, I think. Didn't uh, Steve Carell's character in the office uh, uh, drive right into the... Because 
But this did happen at night, they're saying, so maybe she didn't have cl quite clear vision. Although you usually have lights on your car. It's a standard <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, operating procedure. Well, yeah, and there's a uh, there's a there's an ins is it insurance or there's some kind of pro there's some commercial now where this couple is in a car and they're following the GPS and it drives them off a cliff and they go straight down and yeah. smash into the ground uh -huh. at the bottom and that's where they're supposed to be and so the the guy says ah oh, you took a shortcut. And see, they're not dead, but no. they would have been <laughs> right. had they actually done that. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but I forget who it's for. Jeff, um, you've had a lot of car accidents. Any of them, you know, due to uh, following GPS? Yes. Yeah. yeah no, mm -hmm. I don't no. believe in GPS. Okay. You don't believe in GPS? No. It does exist. I can guarantee you that. Wait, yeah. what do you mean you don't believe in? GPS? I have. You should know how to get to places. <laughs> Why do I need a computer to tell me that? <laughs> oh, a thousand? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I, I actually have no idea. There's a guy. Um, actually, I love GPS, but it ticks me off that I have to use it so much. I, yeah, yeah. I took an Uber somewhere this weekend, and uh, the guy, I guess, was having problems with his GPS. And I had to try to explain to him how to get to my house. Oh, boy. Mm. It, it was as if I was speaking another language. I, there's a road. My road connects to another road. I couldn't mm. remember the name of that road. It's like oh. there's, the road I live on connects to a second road that road i couldn't remember the name of it yeah but you can tell him to, I was like, uh, ah, it's, uh, just go up here and make a left i know but i right. couldn't tell him where to make the left i was like i make a left on uh oh man uh, <laughs> <laughs> i've lost all ability uh, that's because to... you're 40 now and that's what happens you think that's what happens i think using the gps mm -hmm. has a lot to do with I that think it's too. A GPS. It does. The, more, the more you use it the more you count on it yes. i just don't even think about it yes. anymore that's true mm -hmm. that is true too I don't I don't know how to get around Dallas at all because I rely so much on GPS. I mean, Houston, I learned in, you know, a couple of days. But but here, because I've relied, I think, so much on GPS, yeah, I have no if idea. I have to go somewhere that I'm not familiar with, I don't know how to get there. I, I, no get about, I use it about half. The, you know, you get about halfway there and you go, oh, I, I know where I'm at now. And then I, you can turn it off. But after that, yeah, I always start out with it. Always. It's funny because I... And you're also dressed as a trash bag, but it's also funny. <laughs> as I was, uh, maybe I could put some holes in it or something. No, here. probably, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, the email said tuck, no. I will say you should tuck it in. I mean, it looks a little sloppy. You should tuck <laughs> that thing in and tighten your belt. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are like, wait a minute, that is a sloppy trash bag. You know. Are you getting a lot of emails <laughs> on that? A lot, or? Of, a lot emails. of emails saying tuck it in. A lot of emails. Tuck it in now. Um, and then take deep breaths. I don't know why they would care about that, but I guess that's that's important. I guess for you, just you know, respiratory. Well, it's just good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. It's good for you. Um, but I was talking to the the, the, the the Uber driver, and he's he's, he's like, oh, so where are you going? And I was thinking to myself, I need to come up with that simple. I, like where the last place I lived, it was like, get off this exit, take your first right, your second left, your third right, and we're on the left. Like it was like you, you came up with a way to tell people directions because mm -hmm. people you were you always had to walk people through it. You don't have to walk anybody through it anymore. No, you just give them the damn address. And they always get there every time. Yeah, and yeah. it really has. Think of it, how incredible that is. It's great. I mean, and everybody has GPS either built into their car with a navigation system, or, or least, you have it on your phone. At least on the phone. phone. Yeah. It's so easy now, and yeah, it, that's it's great. Yeah. It's a great invention. Triple eight seven two seven back. Maybe just to like a hole or something coming up. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, that's nice. It's so nice. <laughs>
727 Beck. It's Pat Stu. Apparently, uh, Emory's official universal, uh, university standing committee for open expression. And uh, whenever I need something decided, I always turn to Emory's official university standing committee for open expression. Well, I know you're a big fan of it because of the bumper sticker that you have. That yes, I always that. turn to Emory's official university standing committee for open expression. Yeah, you uh, said that quite all, frankly, the all the time. Quite frankly, I'm sick of hearing it. Yeah, I mean... It's become really cliche here. (laughs) But they published a lengthy executive summary of its opinion on matters related to chalkings and other political expression on campus because somebody put Trump 2016 in chalk. Well, they decided that was no less acceptable than someone writing uh, Mein Kampf over a Trump uh, poster while putting a Hitler mustache on him. Uh, or a KKK hood. Both, they decided, are protected free speech. What? what? Another panel what? of um, founding fathers once said that too. Mm, but uh, uh, are they, were they at the? If I remember right, the standing committee for open expression at Emory. No, that was no slightly before this. Okay, you know because I respect as as much as I respect the official <laughs> university standing committee. Well, for how open do you even expression. know about this? Because you yourself uh, have said many times you always turn to the, the official <laughs> university standing committee for open expression at Emory. At Emory. Um, so I was I'm curious mm-hmm. as to why you bother looking at the founding fathers, but I guess that's another question for another day. It is. I'm surprised actually though. I know I am um, too. I'm again, surprised it came to the right conclusion. Yeah, How about that. As you know, we're not uh, huge fans of uh, of Donald Trump. Uh, but uh, I think you should be able to probably write in chalk his campaign. Yes, without being threatening or, you know, some kind of a crime that you've committed. It's just that's stupid. In addition, the special panel dealt a blow to the sensitive snowflakes that the presence of such free expression is not grounds to claim intimidation, threat, or emotional distress. How about that? Uh, the knowledge that someone supports Donald Trump and is willing to express his feelings in chalk is not a threat. Thank you. And is not a reasonable cause for fear in this context. Expressions of opinion on subjects of social or political interest cannot constitute mental or emotional injury. Uh, can you believe they, no, they I, arrived at I some common a, sense? I need a safe space just from hearing that. I know. I know. Jeffy, you got out of your safe space, which was that nice uh, trash bag we got for you. And despite the fact that we got a lot of emails on the subject, People too. People are emailing. They're like, hey... Put Jeffy back in that plastic bag around his head. Yeah, no, I can't. It doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> You've really actually so much. Yeah, it doesn't grow out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it shrunk. Huh. Oh, oh, extra, oh the bag shrunk. The bag shrunk, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what I've been telling myself, too, about all my shirts. They <laughs> <laughs> oh. keep shrinking I in the know, wash. right? Dang. This has got to stop. Uh, Also, now this can never happen, so I don't know how it happened. This will never happen. There's no proof. There's no evidence that this ever happens. It never happens. It will never happen. And yet it happened. A Chicago man choked an eight-year-old girl inside the ladies' room of a deli uh, while the mother was in the stall next door. According to ABC7, 33-year-old Reese Hartstern walked into the women's uh, bathroom at the Jason's Deli on South Canal Street. And uh, choked the little girl until she passed out. He walked in and targeted the little girl, choking her and trying to lock her in a stall. 
The mother heard the daughter's screams, <clears throat> tried to push the man away. He assaulted her as well. Um, patrons heard the commotion, rushed in to help, subduing him until the police arrived. No other information about what happened to the young victim other than she was treated at a hospital. He's been charged with aggravated kidnapping, aggravated battery of a child, and, and battery causing bodily harm. Now, I don't, I don't know that this has anything to do with the gender deal, but... I think it does, and here's why. Because I think you're right. I think you can make the argument, if you're on the left, and say, look, these things are happening even without these laws. You guys are, are wrong. It's not about whether the event will happen. Will it become more common, I think, is one question. Mm-hmm. Because if guys are continually in the bathroom of women... Uh, women's bathroom, it could be more common. But even besides that, doesn't this guy have, in a state where this is allowed, have a built-in legal defense as to why he was in there? Now, he, he doesn't have a legal defense to choke the person, right? but he has a legal defense built in to get himself out of why he was in there in the first place, which is going to be one of two or three offenses he's committed. Um, if he goes in there and just peers and looks, then he has probably not committed any crime. So if he doesn't actually commit an assault, he just walks in there and looks... Because he's identifying that way, he's mm-hmm. theoretically uh, without criminal action at all. And again, I'm, it's not about because people will, of course, commit crimes. You can't legislate a guy walking right. into a bathroom and choking somebody. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, you can legislate it, but it's not going to stop it. Right. Of course, there's already a penalty built in to go in and choke somebody in a bathroom. That's already built in whether you're the right bathroom or not. However, what you're doing is you're giving them a legal pass- passage to be able to be in there more often. Uh, and if one of these guys mm-hmm. has a situation where they're being just creepy, just generally creepy, looking in stall, like looking, you're looking in a stall, right? Uh, there's someone going to the bathroom in there. Well, if you identify as a female, right, and you're in that bathroom, mm-hmm. you could easily say, look, I'm a, I identify as a woman and I'm looking in this bathroom because I'm trying to see if some, there's somebody in there or not so I can go to the bathroom. That's all. There's no How dare you way question me? They're going to be able to question Why that. did you have your phone over the uh, top of the door peering down? Well, I, mean, that's, the, uh, I was just on my phone. Why, why'd you do that? Jeffy, why don't you make these excuses? You're better at this than I am. <laughs> well, first of all, um, first of all, I can be yes. in there and I can do what I want. Right. No, you can't. You can't film other. other I wasn't. Women. I wasn't filming. I was FaceTiming with a friend of mine, and the lighting was bad, so I had to have my arm up high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Jeffy, we can look at the video and see. You have 14. Oh, did I have the camera facing the other way? Oh, damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Crap. Oh, man, I got to do this thing right. <laughs> also, you weren't in FaceTime mode. Uh, so, <laughs> Technology, darn it. Oh, so, did I push the wrong button? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you get away with that, but maybe. The point is, in a room uh, that is uh, specifically designed to not have cameras in it, yeah. it's going to be difficult to prove things like, well, it is. Uh, I don't know what was going on. He was he was peering at me. No, I was just looking at the... Uh, first of all, don't I ever call me he. And secondly, <laughs> right. uh, I was just looking to see if there's anyone in there. That environment, you can't sort that environment out because the per- the way we sorted that out in the past is the guy never gets into the bathroom. Right. And, and ag- another thing is, how dare you call what I was doing in there creepy? Who are you to say what creepy is? Yeah. I identify as somebody. So we've already put the little girl in harm's way prior to him even strangling right. her. Yes. Yeah. Creepy is as creepy does. And so everyone keeps bringing up these stories of all these incidents that happen in the bathroom. And and Mm -hmm. they're they're just a sign of, of, it's not a sign of like these things didn't happen in the past and now they're happening. It's not really that. It's just the fact that these guys have pathways to get out of these crimes now. 
Um, now, yeah. choking. Will is they a take that? I don't know. I don't know if they will, but I, I guarantee know. somebody will. I mean, I, you know, you're going to be an idiot. This guy I, doesn't have much of a leg to stand on since he was choking a little girl. Right. That's going to be a problem. So, you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, another problem allegedly, is, right, Jeffy? I mean, you fall in the stall and you try to catch yourself, and and what? She happens to be there. Uh, so you leave your I'm just hands trying to come wrapped up with around her neck because there is none. Yeah, there is none. There is none. Yeah. It's agonizing. And it is. It's, it's too bad someone wasn't there to just pummel the guy to just beat him. It's too bad Odour wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, also. Uh, Matt Drudge making a big deal out of uh, Glenn going to Zuckerberg's Facebook uh, little committee meeting or summit meeting or whatever they're doing. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting because the initial headline said that Glenn was going to Facebook, Facebook to grovel before uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I, I don't know how you even make that out of this because Zuckerberg invited him to come to Facebook to address the issue Facebook has with, um, I guess, censoring conservatives. And he was one of those conservatives who was apparently censored. So Zuckerberg asked him to come there, and, and there's going to be some sort of explanation, apparently. And there was the headline. It's I, I think he's changed it now, and I don't, I don't think well, it's Well, it's interesting. On- it changed about mm. an hour or two before the Trump campaign announced they were going to the same meeting. Yeah. Surprisingly, it became not about groveling anymore when the right. Trump campaign was doing it. Right. It's almost as if the site is the Trump campaign. <laughs> Look at that headline. <laughs> Glenn Beck to grovel at Zuckerberg's feet. How do you even make that? Like, Anti-Trump actually happened. the one below it. They were the ones, like, if anything mm. happened here... Um, right, anti-Trump conservatives, yeah. and by the way, it was not. They were all. They're not. They were invited. Uh, right. Many, everybody was invited, like Back including Breitbart. Uh, by the way, uh, they just decided to take some weird tough guy stance against it, while still publishing on Facebook and getting all the benefits of being on Facebook. Um, but it's like, if if like it, in theory, Mark Zuckerberg and his his uh, company theoretically, and they're not denying this, by the way. Um, manipulated these search results because they had a few people who were dealing with this and, and they manipulated the search results. Uh, if anything, I mean, I'm not saying this is happening, but like they would essentially be groveling to conservatives. They're right. apologizing for something they theoretically did wrong or trying to explain away some a perceived slight. It's not us groveling to him. He invited us. Yes. We're not, like, we're not like going, oh, we, we, I really, I demand a meeting. Like, they just came to us and said, hey, we want to explain what the, what happened here. Why don't you guys come and, and we'll talk to you about it. And we're like, all right. Like, that's not groveling. It's, it's just like, you have to be completely delusional to believe the things he puts on the site anymore. It, it's, why, it's why that's such a fraudulent headline. It's just a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. And he knows it, and he doesn't care. He's hoping you just read the headline and don't click on that one. Just don't click on it. You just read it, get it in your head that Glenn Beck is groveling to Mark Zuckerberg, and you think, well, yep, there is another thing I suspected about that guy, and you move on. And you don't read the stupid headline. I mean, how often does that happen where you read a headline? You're not, you're somewhat interested, but you're not interested enough to click on it. And then you just kind of, you wind up believing the headline. That happens all the time to me. I, and then I'll hear the rest of the story. And I go, well, that wasn't what the headline was at all. Yeah, there's actually one um, that happened recently with this. Um, and it was uh, a Rush Limbaugh uh, clip. 
And what happened was, you know, because obviously, like with us being on the cruise side and Rush, you know, I mean, I think his stated position is sort of uh, neutral. Um, however, he, you know, a lot of people were critical of, of his coverage of, uh, of, of Trump and being maybe a little bit too favorable to Trump. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we get clips sometimes people, you know, they're always like, oh, well, did you see what Rush said? And they're, they're all angry. And, I, and, and it was Rush making this ridiculous point. I mean, straight out ridiculous point um, about how brilliant Donald Trump was because he uh, played it right back in 10 years ago when he was making donations to Hillary Clinton. He knew eventually he would be going up against her and, and he was, look how far ahead he was. And I'm, th I'm looking at this clip. I'm like, this is the dumbest point what? I've ever heard in my entire life. Right. Yeah, that exact reaction. Well, what they left out of the clip was immediately before that, when he said, this is how Donald Trump should spin this, and then made this ridiculous argument. Uh -huh. Like, now he was saying, in Jeez, theory, Donald should make this ridiculous right. argument up to that's defend bad. himself against bad donations. And it's like, but people I know uh, went on and saw that article and said, oh, my God, do you believe what Russia's doing now? And it's like, well, if you look at the entire thing, he's not really doing that. I mean, he really didn't do it. I mean, you might have problems with his other coverage, and that's fine. But in that clip, he was not he was not saying that he believed this about Donald Trump. He was saying this is how Donald Trump should essentially lie about it. Um, uh, and, ev and everyone will say he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, you know, so this happens all the time on the Internet. And, and this is all Matt Drudge is now. Like, he hopes over and over again that people will look at his site and not click on stuff because if you click on it you're going to know that he's not telling the truth it's really i don't know what happened to this guy i, I don't know this, yeah, it's I, weird. Mean, I mean my guess it's is weird. large flows of currency it, happened to him um but whatever maybe, it is maybe uh, i don't know i mean that certainly has been uh, he actually used to be if not a friend friendly yeah toward uh, us yeah yeah I mean, you know that's why that's boy, why that it's suspicious right change Big time. Yeah, that's why it's suspicious. Big uh, time. Because you just don't understand why. And we've never, we've it's never just, done anything to him. It's solely because he's just a Trump guy. And, yeah. And, and so, but the question is, how does he become a Trump guy? Because you know, he became a Trump guy in a weird sort of um, a, bit, a weird way. That's how I would put that. In, in an interesting fashion. How did he? What? What do you mean? I, just saying it was interesting it was weird it was uh, notable right? i mean as somebody who's a conservative conservative for a long time right you know goes out and bashes people like mitch mcconnell for you know, uh, this misstep that they had t 20 years ago where they said they might support the something equivalent to the dream act mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're hardcore in, in, in behind in a guy with him. who mm -hmm. outwardly uh was praising the dream act in t 2013 2014? Like, so, how does that happen exactly? You're saying it's weird unless some money exchange hands? Is that what you're kind of uh, alluding to? I didn't mean no specific. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, okay. Sure there. No, but I, I, I mean, that but, was, yeah, I, that I mean, maybe. Well, between I don't know. Breitbart, who's founded by a guy who said Donald Trump is not a conservative. Yes. Uh, Ann Coulter and, and Matt Drudge run in very tight. I mean, every time Ann Coulter has a book about, you know, Ann Coulter has been essentially not a a, a particularly a substantial figure for some time. However, whenever she releases a book, there's always 97 Drudge Report stories about it. They're very tight. Right. Um, and so they've all went this same way. And I don't know, maybe it could be just like looking for, you know, sort of a, a grasp for relevance. It could be a grasp for cash. It could be they've all just changed their philosophy entirely within a f very short period of time. Seems unlikely, uh, but uh, possibly. Impossible. Maybe yeah. they, maybe the, I mean, very possible. I mean, Ann Coulter, you know, was a 
big Chris Christie person and a big. I mean, she, yeah. she's her, her dream ticket character. was Trump. At, at one time, I think it was Christie and Romney, Romney and right. now it's Trump, Romney, something like that. I mean, so yeah. she's not conservative. Please, triple eight seven two seven Beck more patents too. Uh, coming up shortly, you know, because it's it's like inevitable. Is that what happens? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, so I guess we're talking about Superbeats here. Yeah. All right. Look at there's the big advertisement right there for it. I see it. Superbeats, the circulation superfood. That's right. Uh, now uh, you know I went to see the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and uh, America's team, as you know. Uh, take on the Texas Rangers. Uh, I didn't have a lot in common with the athletes out there, um, shockingly. Um, other than being just a Canadian sports celebrity in general, don't have all those uh, physical attributes, perhaps. Um, but uh, a lot of athletes do use the product that I use, which is Superbeats. Superbeats is a great combination of uh, nutrition and all the things that you know you probably should get out of beets, but you never make them because beets are beets. Um, dietary nitrates is one of the big things. It helps boost circulation, which gives you more energy. Uh, but you're not going to eat beets because they're beets. That's why Super Beets is here, because you take uh, one shot of Super Beets, something like two liters of beet juice, and uh, you get all the benefits of the beets, but it doesn't, it doesn't taste like beets. Because one of the problems with beets is that they taste like beets. However, Super Beets taste like black cherry. And black cherry is good. It's delicious. It's a delicious drink that gives you energy and is healthy. StuLovesBeats.com is a place to go to get some. Try it out. 800-951-8896. 800-951-8896. You're going to love the results, and you will get a, a, fr a free uh, canister guaranteed or your money back. Uh, 800-951-8896. If you don't feel the results, they're going to give you your money back. Why not give it a whirl, right? 800-951-8896 or StuLovesBeats.com. Check it out. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu, and uh, we're uh, very happy to have you here this, to start the week. You know who's not with us, though? Sinead O'Connor. Apparently, what do you mean? Nobody knows where she. Wait, is. what? She's missing. Sinead what? Missing. Police are worried. Didn't so. uh, didn't Prince write Sinead O'Connor's only hit? Uh, nothing compares to you. I think he did. I so wouldn't that think it possible? They were the same person all along. Wow. No, that's not possible. That's, you're just mind blown. Mind blown. Think about it. I am thinking about it. I think, think it's think plausible. It. I'd never seen them together at a party. Think about now, it. Now, they look nothing alike. <laughs> think about it. No, I didn't say think about it like in depth. I said think about it. All right. Yeah, I'm think I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible. I think it's likely. I, I, think, I think it is. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You know fossil fuels are are ruining the planet. You know that, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, I mean there's no many, doubt about it. How many that. times have we talked about it? Um, you know, it's only so many fossils. I mean, look, has there been some improvement in the time that we've been used fossil fuels? Ooh, I don't think so. Little. Um, you know, look, I can take my spots on the apples. Uh, give me, but give the me the birds, birds and, the and the bees. You know what I mean, right? If it were up to me, I would say we should unpave paradise, take down the parking lot, yes, and go back to and the, the cars that park in it. <laughs> okay, 
and stop with the fossils and their fuels. Okay, we're going to run out of fossils. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to run out of any day, any day, any stinking day. Now, there the fossils are all gone. There will be no more dinosaur bones. No more leaves that have fossilized. No more rock fossil. There, there won't be any fossils. Okay, for fuel. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I mm-hmm. myself pine for the days talked about uh, by the Talking Heads, uh, in which they discussed how there used to be a factory and now there are mountains and rivers. Um, wow, that's uh, so profound and beautiful. You know, eventually mm-hmm. we'll get to a, a really happy place where there are nothing mm-hmm. but flowers. That's an actual song from them. I don't. Uh, I, don't I don't go deep enough into the yeah, talking heads it wasn't to a big know hit. that one. I, was, I think it was called "Nothing But Burning Flowers." Burning down the house, and then I'm, I'm out. It was not a big hit. Oh, oh, you got more than that. You got once in a lifetime. You got. Uh, oh, I hate once in a lifetime. But you've got. But I do have yeah, that. You one. know, yeah, right. and she stop was, it with once in a lifetime. That's a great was, song yes. by them. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, 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 like, I hate the Talking Heads. I like them. I, of course, I like because they have talent. They're terrible. They had no talent. But they went to a. They just. They did one. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. You're deeper. Was same as it ever was. I don't even understand that. No, none of that makes sense. What is that? Uh, but, that, I mean, people you find think... find yourself oh. living in a shotgun shell doesn't make any sense. And, and, you, may, and you may ask yourself... Well, why did I, I get here? doing this on my arm? This is not my beautiful house. And you may ask no, yourself... Why am I doing wife? this to my other arm? Same as it ever was. And you may ask yourself, why am I singing like this? <laughs> uh, but people will always... And, and, and they've been mocked for a long time for these songs not making any sense. I want to talk about one that really doesn't was that song I was just discussing, which is like this plea for someday we'll return back to, uh, you know, it used to be a, a discount store. Now there are fountains and river, mountains and rivers. It's like, that's terrible. The discount store is much better. Like, without the discount, the mountains and rivers, when we had just mountains and rivers, we all lived to 35 years old. It sucked. Okay? You know what's, you could go have a place where they have mountains and rivers that you can take an airplane to go visit. That's what the mountain and rivers are And by the way, for. if that's what you want, there's plenty of places like that go still. Go Good luck with it. The earth is about... 98% unoccupied. Yes. I, I don't know if you're aware of that. It's about 98% <laughs> unoccupied. Go to one of those places and have at it. I, maybe that's why they haven't hit, had a hit in 30 years, because they, they did go to one of those places. I, I, I don't know. But courtesy of PragerU, here's Alex Epstein uh, for, of the Center for Industrial Progress, explaining why fossil fuels are actually... The greenest form of energy today. Here's a graph you've probably never seen. The correlation between use of fossil fuels and access to clean water. Hmm. More fossil fuel, more clean water. Hmm. Am I saying the more that we have used fossil fuel, the cleaner our water has become? Are you? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. In the developed world, we take clean water for granted. We turn on a tap and it's there. But getting it there takes a massive amount of energy. Think of the man-made reservoirs, the purification plants, the network of pipes. In the undeveloped world, it's a much different story. They lack the energy, so they lack clean water. Mm -hmm. More fossil fuel, more clean water. The same is true of sanitation. By the use of cheap, plentiful, and reliable energy from fossil fuels, we have made our environment cleaner. Take a look at this graph. More fossil fuel, better sanitation. 
Hmm. I mean, uh, it's hard to argue yeah. with. I mean, Alex makes great points on just the the connection between civilization uh, and um, and and uh, fossil fuels. I mean, this is really. I mean, there are several aspects uh, uh, that have built. I think the world into a place that is actually desirable to live in. Mm-hmm. Fossil fuels being one, um, uh, capitalism, generally speaking, being one. I mm-hmm. think free trade is a bit a big part of that as well. There's several things that have moved the world in a situation where it, it doesn't suck so much to live in. Um, but fossil fuels, it's so direct. I mean, you take these things away. These and, and I was going back and reading the lyrics of that Talking Head song. I, they're so they're so ironic and weird. Like they actually act, seem like they're frustrated that there was a, a discount store and now there's just flowers. So maybe I don't know. I always thought it was just some environmental song. Maybe it's not. Um, but I mean, I think that's true. I think we would all be pissed. It, it, like it, no one would choose to go back to that life. It's still available on multiple continents, guys. You can go there right now. You can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go to uh, Central Africa, man? You can live a life where you're not going to see many discount stores at all. Um, well. Good luck with that. Alex was, uh, Your Alex was a big uh, proponent of uh, what we were talking about last week. Is he was the guy that was talking about uh, in one article that he wrote about uh, bringing someone from 300 years ago to today and seeing their reaction as to uh, how wonderful things are. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. Sadly, uh, there aren't many of those people around. Well, and then, you can't kind of do it. No, you kind of can't. It's not, so. it's not as many as you'd think. Uh-uh. You know, um, no, you'd think there'd be a lot that you could go back in time and grab and bring them forward. No, there aren't that many. You cannot. Uh, but he had more to say about this topic. What about air quality? Yeah. Here's what a graph it? of the air pollution trends in the United States over the last half century, okay. based on data from the Environmental Protection Agency. Note the dramatic downward trend in emissions, even though we use more fossil fuel than ever. How is this achieved? Above all, by using anti-pollution technology powered by fossil fuel, oil, natural gas, and coal. Mm -hmm. But even without modern pollution control technology, fossil fuel makes our air cleaner. Indoor pollution caused by burning a fire inside your house, Mm -hmm. cabin, hut, or tent to cook and keep warm is a deadly global problem until the late 19th century when cheap kerosene, a fossil fuel byproduct, became available in America and Europe. Indoor pollution is still a major issue in the developing world today. The best solution? Fossil fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Totally right. It's totally right. And we have, you know, for many different reasons, cleaned up our environment without all the global warming nonsense. Like, in 1969, we had rivers that caught on fire. Mm -hmm. The Cuyahoga River in Cleveland actually burst into flame when uh, sparks oh from gosh. a railroad, uh, a railway, came into the river and ignited the oily debris that was in it. Yeah, and it burned for you know uh, in a, in water it burned for half an hour, forty five minutes, something like that. That was just one of many examples that used to happen all the time. Yeah, I mean you go, but the key is used to. Yeah, you go to uh, Pittsburgh and you Doesn't go to the museums anymore. in Pittsburgh and they show the history of Pittsburgh. They'll sh- you see the pictures of like it was just night during the day. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was just uh, yes. Where I grew up in pollution. Michigan with the foundries and the, I mean, they, when I, I can remember them talking about uh, not being able, the river would never freeze. Uh, because of all the sludge that was put in there from the foundries and the factories. I mean, that that went on for years until 
Oh, and wait, it doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the companies themselves got more environmentally conscious. They decided it was probably better in the long run to treat the planet better. And they they kind of took and and they didn't want boycotts of their company. I mean, the the free market took over, kind of. Yeah. And and kind of propelled them into taking better care of things. There's this weird thing too about people who work for these companies is they actually are people and they live in the environments <laughs> which they are supposedly despised so much. What? Uh, yeah, Not at Exxon Mobil though. Yeah, right? they actually live on Earth. Wow. Um, so they no. have. They wow. Have, yeah, and so I mean. Part of it, obviously, how like long the have you left, known about that? Uh, it's I was just reading about it this weekend. Pat, I don't he can't even okay. prove that. He's no, just I, 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 I don't again, think was, he can. It was on a conspiracy site. Uh, but the truth is that, like you know, while the left would say it's well, it's regulation, it's regulation, almost without fail, when you look at what they have said, well, it's regulation that moved the needle on whatever. Give it name any issue. Almost without fail, the needle was already moving before they put the legislation in. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, people mm-hmm. tried to be. You know, you know why oil companies want to be more efficient and, like, for example, recycle. And we have something coming up in recycling. Recycling happens all the time in in, in, in industri- industri- industrial um, circles because it helps them. When it helps them, they do it. When it doesn't help them, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it an efficient process? Uh, well, it can be for certain high industry areas where they can take something um, and actually uh, reuse it and it helps them. Um, but you don't need to force that with law. If it's worthwhile doing, they'll do it because they want to do it because they want to help their business um, and they want to help their environment. You know, most of the people that uh, run these companies are people and uh, you, you like them and they, you mm-hmm. go to church with them. You go, their kids go to school with them. Uh, they're just normal people who want the best for society. Now, that doesn't mean they always make the right decision. Sometimes they make decisions in self-interest that they, they do. But, I mean, that stuff generally tends to correct itself, correct itself over time. Um, and, of course, you know, you affect someone else's um, uh, property and, you know, you spill oil somewhere, you're going to have to clean it up. Uh, but these ideas that, you know, you have to come in here and force people to do these things. Uh, I mean, over time, it's generally been proven wrong. You mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, you might not get the result you want right away, but you get a more um, uh, pure result. You get a result that actually comes from the people, not forced down their throat by the courts, not some government agency. that does, you, don't, you never even met the person, some uh, bureaucracy where a person is not even elected and they're making rules that you can't affect. That's a terrible way to run a society. And it's, you know, it's why people fight these things for long periods of time, I think. And, in fact, we're going to have uh, something else on recycling here uh, coming up next on Patents, too. Because recycling is... Uh, it's, uh, is it good? Is it, is it wonderful? It's, oh, my God. Yeah, that was the ending. Of, that's the yeah, conclusion I gave you. It's, it's really wonderful. wonderful. Recycling, there's nothing better. From the wonderful world of stew, something on recycling coming up. Well, we have effectively 
we paused uh, Jeffy's Talking Heads music in the, in the he was playing during the break. I know, Pat, coming around. Yeah, Pat's coming around a little bit on the Talking Heads, I would say. Yeah. I'm not a big fan, but he, I, there's a, a little huge bit fan. more there than you remember. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, uh, so let's Quite talk. a bit, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Way more hits than I. I was just yeah. thinking burning down the house. Yeah, they had a few. I mean, they, they had a run. They had a run there. Yeah, um, they, they did. And it was all weird stuff that I didn't really like right. much. But um, so I well, probably Well, I guarantee you it's it. not Boston. It's not Boston. It isn't. It's not Foreigner. It's not Boston. <laughs> no, it's not. It isn't even Sticks. <laughs> And David Byrne would say thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, he was because I mean that's all perceived as hip, right? The the talking heads were stuff, at yeah. the time very, were yeah. so hip and so above it all. Yeah, yes. so absolutely. Not, so you don't not understand. Commercial. You don't understand. Yeah, you don't understand. Exactly we're too right. cool for school. Yeah, you don't get. You don't understand. Once what they got famous, doing, they when, had I, to break when I up. do this, you don't know what that means. Right. No, I I really don't. I mean, so. did they, do you remember the song "Stay Up Late"? I don't think so. It was a song, I would say, if I remember, again, I, I kind of screwed up the last one, but if I remember right, it's a song about keeping a baby up because you think it's cute and how weird it is to essentially, like, when this kid, kid wants to go to sleep, but you think it's so cute, keep and you, everyone's like, go, 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 you know, like, it's kind of like you want to play with a baby and keep it up late all night. Mm-hmm. That was a topic of a song that, like, was on the radio. Weird. Really weird. That's weird. But anyway, not weirder yeah. than the idea of recycling. Recycling <laughs> is, well, it's stupid. Um, but, I mean, I think it's one of those things that we are so, it's been beaten to us so hard that we, mm-hmm. at this point, think it's very good. Like, there's a, um, a kid's show, Paw Patrol. You guys ever uh, check that out? Well, Jeff, you get sadly, it. Sadly, no. Yes. So Paw Patrol sadly, has a yes. character named Rocky. It's a group of uh, dogs that help solve, solve crimes. They're superhero dogs. They're superhero dogs that help, you know. One of the dogs is Rocky, who is... Like, everyone else is like, the policeman, uh, a fireman, uh, you know, even some of them, like, a construction guy building the big buildings and structures you need. And then there's a recycling dog. <laughs> and then it drives around a green recycling truck. <laughs> recycling sad. is not a heroic... No, that's not sad. So anyway... It's a green recycling truck that isn't powered by solar. <laughs> no, it does seem huh. to be fossil fuel driven. Uh, so here is the truth about recycling that, I mean, has been buried so far, you probably don't even know it. I didn't. I know what you did last night. You watched three episodes of My Strange Addiction, ate Chinese takeout, and finished off that liter of Diet Coke, which you promptly threw in your recycling bin. Today, you're probably regretting the greasy takeout, but I know you're definitely not regretting placing that empty soda bottle in a separate waste container. But maybe you should. I find it ironic that you are perplexed by people on television doing irrational things when you are, in fact, addicted to an activity that defies all logic and reason. Recycling. Now, I can understand the moral euphoria one may experience by taking the time to separate your cans and plastics. Sure. It makes you feel like you're doing your small part to save Mother Earth. After all, reduce, reuse, recycle has been beaten into our brains since elementary school. It's almost like second nature to us. Not to mention, the Environmental Protection Agency has been touting the benefits of recycling for years. I think it's time we took a closer look at these so-called benefits. The EPA says recycling reduces the amount of waste sent to landfills. That would be a legitimate concern if there was no room left in our landfills. But it just so happens that we've actually got a lot of space for garbage. According to economist A. Clark Wiseman, If Americans keep generating garbage at current rates for the next thousand years, 
and dumped it into a landfill 100 yards deep. One landfill. The trash heap would only fill a square piece of land 35 miles on each side. Sounds like a lot. But to put it into perspective, that pile of garbage would only take up one-tenth of one percent of the land available for grazing in America. And it's most likely that the trash heap would be reclaimed into something awesome, like the massive playground on the appropriately named Mount Trashmore in Virginia Beach or Flushing Meadows Corona Park, where the U.S. Open is held every year. If it's good enough for Maria Sharapova to step foot on, it's good enough for the rest of us. Another benefit the EPA likes to attribute to recycling is that it conserves natural resources such as timber, water, and minerals. Let's look at timber specifically. Sure, it takes a lot of trees to produce the paper we use every day. But the good thing about trees is after they're cut down, you can just grow more. It's a thing, I swear. In fact, America's forests have three times more wood today than 100 years ago. And that timber for paper production is allotted for, used, and planted again. There's absolutely no reason to ever recycle paper products out of fear we are running out of wood. But if you still feel morally obligated to recycle your used paper products, try thinking about this. Recycling paper actually creates more water pollution than making new paper. For each ton of recycled paper that's produced, an extra 5,000 gallons of wastewater is discharged. So no, recycling doesn't conserve timber or water. Saves energy. Forgoing the styrofoam cups and using a ceramic reusable mug for your morning coffee may seem like a righteous choice. But please, stop kidding yourself for a second. It takes much more energy to manufacture the mug than the evil styrofoam cup. Not to mention all the energy you'll use each time you wash the mug. According to chemist Martin Hawking, you'd have to use your mug roughly a thousand times before its energy consumption per use is equal to the disposable cup. In other words, if you use your mug 968 times, it would be more environmentally friendly to just use and discard 968 styrofoam cups. Also, reusable mugs, plates, and flatware are just plain gross. I mean, who's with me on that? Try not to think about all the germs from other people that are on your silverware next time you're at Chili's, okay? Plastic, the demon byproduct of Satan himself, is actually healthier for you and saves energy as well. Plastic packaging requires less energy to manufacture and transport than paper or cardboard and even cuts down on waste. For example, a typical McDonald's throws away less than two ounces of garbage per customer, less than the waste generated by a typical home-cooked meal. The EPA also insists that recycling reduces greenhouse gas emissions that contribute to global climate change. Recycling may reduce greenhouse gas emissions, but it would take an ungodly amount of recycling for it to actually be worth it. To offset one person's round-trip flight between London and New York, you'd have to recycle 40,000 plastic bottles. And that's if they fly coach. If they fly first class, which takes up more room, you'd have to recycle 100,000 plastic bottles. And that's if you don't rinse off those plastic bottles before recycling them. Don't do that. By washing your plastic bottles with water heated by coal, you actually cancel out any benefits of recycling those 100,000 bottles in the first place. 
recycling paper, cardboard, and aluminum cans can have a small carbon reduction in the environment. And when you take those products away, the total annual savings from recycling is only two-tenths of one percent of America's carbon footprint. So I guess recycling does technically reduce the greenhouse gas emissions, but it's a teensy-weensy little minuscule amount that most certainly isn't worth the tens of millions of dollars and millions of hours that we spend on recycling programs every year. Now that I've shattered all your beliefs about recycling, I think it's high time we rethink the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. I would like to propose a new environmentally friendly slogan. Restock, rebuy, reiterate. Companies should restock my favorite disposable items that use less energy, create less waste, and are less gross. When they do this, I will then rebuy those products instead of promoting dirty, expensive recycling in their annoying industry. And finally, reiterate that recycling is garbage. So to review, we are not running out of landfills. In fact, we should use them more and put more fun things on top of them. Recycling uses an unnecessary amount of energy and doesn't conserve anything except a false sense of moral activism. And recycling doesn't actually reduce carbon emissions enough to make a difference and is a huge waste of your time. Just think of all the time you spent sorting your trash that you could have spent with your children. Terrible, terrible. things where you just been on the internet too much you ever get to that point yeah uh, and i'm now at the point where we did a tease on for this of a promo last week where it was like what's the most uh uh profitable contractual loophole in history and my first guess the first thing i jumped to in my mind was actually the answer which is it's supposed to be surprising right now mm-hmm. where we've asked ourselves so many bizarre questions that we actually know the answers to them yeah um but this is a question <clears throat> it's one of my favorite stories of all time uh and a story that uh, we've talked about on this program before, which is the story of uh, the St. Louis Spirits, which were an ABA team with the red, white, and blue basketballs back in the day. Uh, the owners were Ozzie and Daniel Silna. Uh, they owned this team, and when the NBA and ABA merged for basketball, uh, they didn't take all the teams. They left out two teams. The two teams were the K- Kentucky Colonels and the St. Louis Spirits. Um, so the, the Colonels took $3 million to, to buy themselves out of the league. They got a $3 million payment from uh, from the NBA, the Silnas, the owners of the uh, St. Louis Spirits, took only two point two million dollars. And you're like, well, why would they accept less money? Well, they got one little tiny thing on, on top of that, which was a one little contractual loophole. One little contractual loophole, if you will. And which is this is, by the way, not a contractual loophole at all. Uh, it's actually just a contract. <laughs> it's not a loophole. Right. It's an actual contract. Yeah. Um, but it was a two percent share of TV revenues from the four other ABA teams, the teams they played against. And they thought, well, if these other guys are going to go in there and they're going to be in the league, we get a sh- tiny percentage of their TV deal going forward. Well, the the loophole that they say in here, which w- what is actually not a loophole, was in the negotiated contract, was it's 2% of these four teams' and, uh, television revenues in perpetuity. Forever. So, forever. And at the time, none of these teams were on TV at all. 
So maybe they'd occasionally be on the game of the week or whatever. Right, but, but it, it didn't no, seem like a big deal. It didn't seem like a big deal. Well, as you might have noticed, the <laughs> NBA is on TV a lot these days. Yeah. So these other four teams, which were uh, the New York and now Brooklyn Nets, the Denver Nuggets, Indiana Pacers, and San Antonio Spurs with their multiple championships, um, they obviously got a lot of money to play basketball on television. And 2% of that money from all four teams went to these two guys who hadn't had a team in a million years. Um, basketball wasn't on TV. No one thought the 2% share was going to be worth much. In the 80s and 90s, of course, that picked up quite a bit. Um, by 2014, they had received over $300 million because of this loophole. Um, Silna's, uh, nice. When League Pass and foreign broadcast rights entered the picture, the Silna's <laughs> sued for their share of that. The League had to deal with the issue once and for all. They went through a million different oper- uh options to try to buy these guys out. Finally, they did. They paid them $500 million plus a continuing share of media revenue from a partnership with the Nets, Nuggets, and Spurs. In the end, the team um, that was worth maybe $3 million has netted over $1 billion who are still getting, uh, to the owners, who are still getting paid for doing absolutely nothing from it. How sweet would that be? Oh, my awesome. God. How why sweet. Not, why can't we just hit one of those? I, I know. Just, just one. one of them. Come on. Just one. Just one. I, and this is a Jeffy thing. Instead, like, you know what happens to me? Is. I always buy high, solo yep. every single time. Mm-hmm. I never get in on the like clear channel. We've told oh, yeah, that story tell a million times. No, you got to tell it again. <laughs> this is a funny one. <laughs> this is a good one. No, it's, clear, when, it's funny. When Glenn and I first started working for Clear Channel, which is a, is now called mm-hmm. iHeartMedia, it was the biggest right. radio company in the world. It did, at that time, though, it was <laughs> the early 90s, and they were nothing. And we were they were a joke to us, and because we, we had come from much bigger companies, and, they, and now we were kind of, you know, we were gracing them with our presence. And so they <laughs> offered us, in lieu of $10,000 worth of salary, which would have been virtually nothing, they were going to give us stock options. The stock option that they gave us, and we said, no, we don't want Clear Channel stock. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. No, we'll take the $10,000. We're smarter than you. Uh, that, if we would have done that and ridden it out uh, with Clear Channel splits and the doubling and the splitting and the doubling, each of us would have been worth something like $2.5 million <laughs> just in that alone. from that $10,000 investment. Oopsies! Oopsies! That's awesome.